Good morning, and welcome to the Word of Life Radio Bible Study, presented by the Southwest Church of Christ, Austin, Texas. Holding forth the Word of Life to present all people perfect in Jesus Christ. And now your host, Cody Westbrook. Good morning, and welcome to the Word of Life Radio Bible Study, brought to you by the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. I'm Cody Westbrook, your host and preacher for the Southwest Congregation. We want to begin our program this morning by making an important announcement. First, we want to express gratitude to you for tuning in on Sunday mornings and opening up the Bible and studying it with us. We also know that there are a number of you who have been tuning in for perhaps a number of years. So many have uh, talked to us, called in, written. So many have expressed support, asked questions, and uh, given us well wishes for the work of this radio program. And we want you to know that we're so thankful for that. We are, however, announcing this morning that the Word of, Re- Word of Life Radio Bible Study will come to a conclusion at the end of this year. December the 29th, 2019 will be the final episode of the Word of Life Radio Bible Study. However, we are making a number of changes to our work at the Southwest Congregation, and we also want you to know about them as well. First of all, I would like to remind you, as we do every week, to take an opportunity to visit our website. You'll notice if you log on to www.swcofc.org that the website has experienced a complete overhaul. And if you'll take a few moments to look through, you will find that there are a number of different resources that are available on that website, including audio sermons for you to be able to listen to if you so choose, but also The Christian Worker and The Southwesterner, and a number of other things that we are working on currently to make available to you in the future. One of those things is that we're going to begin the Word of Life podcast. So essentially, the Word of Life radio Bible study is moving from uh, a weekly radio program to a podcast that can be accessed online really at any time that you choose. We'll be offering more information about the changes that are coming as we get closer to the end of the year, but we did want to simply make you aware of the fact that we are going to be uh, transitioning and that the last episode of the Word of Life Radio Bible Study will be on December the 29th of this year, and we look forward to continue studying God's Word with you through other means. Now this morning, as we approach our study of God's Word, we're going to be looking at a concept that is very, very popular in our world today, but is also very misunderstood. And that concept or principle is the principle of hate. So many times when someone uses the word hate in our society, they're using it in a way that is contrary to how the Bible defines hate. Maybe you have heard someone say something to the effect of, God is a God of love and not hate. Or perhaps uh, God doesn't hate anything. Or perhaps Christians shouldn't hate anything. It is true that there is a sense in which hatred is wrong, and no one would dispute that. For example, in Genesis 37 and verse number 4, 
we read about Joseph's brothers and how they hated their brother Joseph. And the word hate in that particular passage refers to open hostility or an intense dislike, and it is absolutely and unequivocally wrong, and God's Word condemns it on a number of occasions. But there is also a sense in which hatred is right, and everyone must acknowledge that as well. In Amos 5 and verse 15, for example, the Scripture says that we are to hate the evil and love the good. What we want to do this morning is we simply want to think about the idea of hate. Again, so many times in our world when hatred is used or referred to, it is used or referred to in a way uh, that makes it as if every kind of hatred is wrong. But when we look at God's Word, when we see what God has to say about hatred, what we come to learn is that absolutely there are uh, situations and ways in which hatred is absolutely wrong, but there are also situations in which hatred is right. As a matter of fact, we must recognize that there are some things that God hates and that God expects His people to hate the things that He hates in the way that He hates them. So what we want to do this morning is simply survey some words and passages in the Old Testament and in the New Testament so that we can see a complete picture of hatred as it's presented to us in God's Word and then be, ma- be able to make application in our lives. Let's begin this morning by looking at some Old Testament passages that talk to us about hatred, and it will help us to see the way that this word or this concept is, is referred to uh, in the Old Testament. First of all, again, the passage we referenced a moment ago, Genesis 37 and verse 4, that's where we're going to begin. But I want us to note this. The Hebrew word that is most commonly translated hate in the Old Testament generally means to set against or to be against. And so what has to happen is that we have to allow the context of the passage to determine the meaning of that word in its original or in its actual setting. So we turn our attention again to Genesis 37 and verse 4, and here's what the passage says. But when his brother saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Again, this is a word that just generally means to set against. But look at the context of Genesis 37 and verse number 4. The context of this passage tells us that Jacob loved Joseph more than all of his other children, that he made him a coat or a tunic of many colors. We learn later on that Joseph had a, has a dream, and uh, that dream causes his brothers to hate him even more. And then we learn later on that their hatred for him causes them to uh, sell him into Egyptian slavery and then lie to their father about what had happened. So contextually, Genesis 37.4, the word hatred to set against It refers to an open hostility and an intense dislike. This is a sinful kind of hatred. This is a wrong kind of hatred, and God's Word condemns it. Let's look at another passage. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse number 13. Look at Deuteronomy 22 and verse number 13. In this passage, Deuteronomy 22, 13, The Scripture says this, If any man takes a wife and goes into her and detests her, 
and charges her with shameful conduct and brings a bad name on her and says, I took this woman, and when I came to her, I found she was not a virgin. I want you to look with me at the word detest in Deuteronomy 22 and verse 13. The word detest is the same word that we find in Genesis 37, 4. It is generally, again, to set against. But, again, we must recognize the context in which the word is used, in which the word is found. The context suggests that this is a lack of love or compassion and a refusal or a shunning of a relationship. Notice, if any man takes a wife, goes into her, detests her, charges her with shameful conduct, and brings a bad name on her. Do you see what's happening here? This man is refusing, he is withholding uh, relationship from her. He is withholding his love or his compassion from her. That's the idea of detesting or hating or setting against. And again, God's Word condemns it. What about Genesis 29 and verse number 31? Look at Genesis 29 and verse 31. We have the idea of hatred found again in this passage. Genesis 29, 31, here is what the Bible says. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened up her womb, but Rachel was barren. Now, again, contextually, this is the context of uh, Rachel and Leah. And the Bible tells us that Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah and that he withheld himself from Leah. And so what is it that uh, we're learning when it says she was unloved? Well, it simply means that Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah. So it's loving someone or something less than someone or something else. So think about just these three quick passages that illustrate how hatred is used in a negative connotation or in a wrong way in the Old Testament. You have open hostility and intense dislike in Genesis 37. You have a lack of love or compassion, a refusal or shunning of a relationship in Deuteronomy 22. And you have loving someone or something less than someone or something else in Genesis 29 and verse 31. All three of these are examples of hatred that is wrong. But now let's look at some examples of hatred that is right. Look at Proverbs chapter 6 for a moment and verse 16 to 19. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 to 19, we're reading about God and listen to what the scripture says about God. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Now in this passage, hatred is associated with God. Again, remember that the word most generally means to set against. So now we're reading things in Proverbs 6 that God has set himself against. What are they? Pride, lying, murder, an evil heart, uh, being quick to uh, produce evil, a false witness, and a person who sows division or discord. And the Bible says these are six things the Lord hates, or literally things that he disassociates himself from or sets himself against. What about Amos chapter 5 and verse 21? In this uh, Old Testament prophet, again, we read about hatred from a positive perspective. Listen to what he says. This is God speaking. 
And he says, I hate, I despise your feast days, and I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Again, this is God, and what exactly is it that he's talking about? God is speaking to his people. He's speaking to the uh, southern kingdom of uh, Judah. And remember that uh, God's people were not doing right. They were serving uh, other gods, false gods, idolatry. They were committing all kinds of wickedness and sinfulness. And uh, they were simply going through the motions of worship to God while living in sin. And God basically is saying in Amos 5.21, I detest what you're doing. I hate it. I am rejecting it and turning away from it. Look at Malachi chapter 2. In Malachi chapter 2 verse 16, we have another passage which refers to hatred, and it is associated with God. For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce, for it covers one's garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously. Now think about these passages and look at how they uh, contrast with the first three passages we looked at. Proverbs 6, 16-19, there are six things the Lord hates, and they are what? Murder, lying, and a number of other actions that are wicked and sinful. In Amos 5, verse 21, I hate your feast days. Why? Because you're living sinfully and you're worshiping hypocritically. In Malachi 2, verse 16, God hates divorce. Do you see the contrast? In Genesis 37, in Deuteronomy 22, in Genesis 29, we have examples of those who are hating in an improper way, open hostility, refusing a relationship, shunning someone, loving someone less for, uh, or le- loving someone less than someone else. None of those things are right. But then on the other hand, we have these passages which show us that our God, who, remember, is a God described as being absolutely holy in passages like Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse 13, who has disassociated himself from every ounce of evil and wickedness. And he says, I hate it, which literally means he detests it. It means he sets himself against it. So most generally in the Old Testament, when we read about hatred, We read about those who set themselves against someone or something else. And in some passages, that is is an unjustified hatred. But then in some passages, like when we're talking about God who opposes wickedness, it absolutely is justified because God stands against that which is wrong. But now, what about in the New Testament? Again, like the Old Testament, the word is defined largely based on the context in which, it, in which it's found. Look at Romans 7, verse 15. In Romans seven fifteen, the Apostle Paul says, For what I am doing I do not understand, for what I will to do that I do not practice, but what I hate that I do. The word hatred here means to detest. It, and the context of this is the Apostle Paul explaining what life would be like if Jesus had not died and if the gospel had not been given. If it were the case that a person had to serve God under a law system that had no ability to redeem or justify or save them, then what would that be like? 
And essentially what Paul says is, well, one of the things that would happen is, look, I would know the things that are wrong, and I would hate those things, but because I'm a human being from time to time, I would commit, I would slip up and I would do those things that I stand opposed to, that I detest or I hate. I think we all understand generally the principle behind that. What about Revelation chapter 2 and verse number 6? In Revelation 2 and verse number 6, we read uh, this statement from the mouth of our Lord. He says to the church at Ephesus, But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Again, the word here means to despise. What about 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 9? Another passage, 1 John 2 and verse number 9, the scripture says this, He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. Now again, do you see the distinction, the contrast that's being made here? In Romans 7.15, the Apostle Paul says, Sometimes I do the things that I hate to do. In Revelation 2.6, Jesus says, Look, you hate the doings of the Nicolaitans, and I hate them too. But then in 1 John 2 verse 9, he says, Look, if you hate your brother, you're in darkness and not the light. So, just like in the Old Testament, the word hate has a slightly different shade of meaning based on the context in which it is used. Now, let's draw some conclusions from these passages that we've looked at as we near the end of our study. First of all, we must remember one very, very important distinguishing characteristic of biblical Hatred. And by biblical hatred, what we're talking about is that kind of hatred which is uh, condoned by God. And here it is. The distinguishing characteristic of biblical hatred is that it is judicial, it is not emotional. When we look at those passages, like we did in Proverbs chapter 6 and Amos 5 and Malachi 2, for example, where we read about God hating wickedness and standing against it and detesting it, or Revelation 2 and verse 6, hating the deeds of the Nicolaitans. What we're reading about is not someone, it's not God who just doesn't like someone and so he hates them. It's not an emotional kind of hatred. It's not an emotional reaction. It's not a fit or a temper tantrum because God is offended. What it is, is a judicial hatred. It is a disowning of evil. It is a disown. Think about that. It is a disowning of evil. Remember that the word generally means to set against. So when God says, I hate every false way, he means I am disowning every false way. I am set against every false way. Now, second, we need to realize that God requires people to hate like He does. Listen to this. In 1 John 1, 5, Scripture says that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. You see, the darkness is completely contradictory to the nature and the character of God, and so God disowns it. God despises it. He detests it and separates himself from it. And God expects us to do the same thing. In Proverbs 34 and verse number 14, the scripture says, Depart from evil and do good. In Amos 5 and verse number 15, the scripture says, listen to this, Hate the evil, love the good. There's the distinction. There's the importance. God does not want people 
God does not want people to go around using hateful language. God does not want people to treat each other disrespectfully. God does not want people to fight and despise one another or to bite and to devour one another with their, with their lips. God does not want people to treat each other in ways that are ungodly and justify that by saying, well, the Bible says that we are to hate the evil and love the good. That's not what the Bible teaches. What the Bible teaches is that we are to uh, disown evil, that we are to detest evil, and that we are to separate ourselves from evil, just as God does. But at the same time, while we disown evil and detest it and separate ourselves from it, just as God so loved the world and gave His only begotten Son, John 3, verse 16, just because we disown and despise and hate that which is evil does not mean that we are not to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. It does not mean that we are not to do good unto all men as we have opportunity. Do you see how the Bible balances these uh, very important characteristics together? We hate that which is wrong. We disown it. We separate ourselves from it. But we still love our neighbor and treat them with respect and kindness, and we still do good to all men especially those who are the household of faith, as we have opportunity. The Bible teaches us in Galatians uh, chapter 6. So when we think about the word hatred and what the Bible teaches about it, we have to recognize that absolutely there is a hatred that is absolutely wrong. But there is also a sense in which the Bible teaches that hatred is right and it's expected, and we need to be careful to know the difference. We've reached the end of our time this morning. Again, we thank you so much for tuning in with us and studying God's Word today. And again, we remind you to visit our website, www.swcofc.org. Look around the website at the different options that are available there. And uh, we hope that you'll continue to tune in with us through the end of this year, uh, Lord willing, uh, beginning next Sunday morning, as we open up the Bible and study more of the wonderful Word of Life. Thank you for joining us today on the Word of Life Radio Bible Study. You're cordially invited to join us at the Southwest Church of Christ for Bible class this morning at 9.30, worship at 10.30, and again at 6 this evening. We also meet at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evening for Bible class. If you would like to have a copy of today's program, please write or call us. We're located at 8900 Manchac Road, Austin, Texas, 78748. You can call us at 512-282-2486 or find us on the web at www.swcofc.org. We hope you will join us again next Sunday morning as we continue our study of God's Word.